Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the We Out Tribe. We honor the land itself and thank the past, present, and future stories of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current and ongoing process, and we need to build our mindfulness and our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortex.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you a survivor, Tony? I'm a survivor. Have you survived? Mm. Nope. Oh, nope. sorry. Just mute that I just want to do Michelle's part real quick. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be real fast. I know it by heart. Don't worry. Okay. So, what are we talking about? What are we here? What are we doing? What's this? What's happening? I think we're going back to relationships. Relationships? I have no experience. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't help you. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, we're done here. Okay. Well, goodbye. <laughs> I don't have any relationships, nor do I want any. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so one of the things I did want to talk about was the uh, the unique experience I had where when I so I left you know left my church and then eventually came out and once I came out I kind of just assumed that everyone would hate me so I kind of pushed everyone away mm-hmm. and I, I feel don't like that's really common yeah and it's not. You know, I I feel bad about it in some instances, but, and, you know, there are definitely probably some relationships that I could have maintained a little bit better, maybe put a little bit more effort into it. But also, like, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. And when you're coming out of that, you're dealing with so much. Yeah, okay. But you're, well, you're also trying to protect yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, which is important. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. Um, So... I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing to um, kind of put. I mean, it can get bad. <laughs> it can for sure, but like. Putting walls up, I know like in certain, a lot of, most situations, it's not okay. It's kind of like a, just, I don't know, be careful with that. But like in this situation, I feel like it's um, sometimes beneficial. It is, you know, and it's funny because I'm sitting here thinking about this, this experience that I had and what I'm basing this, this kind of statement on. And it was, I had this friend, we'd been lifelong friends. um, And after I came out, I kind of pushed everyone away. 
And then a few years afterwards, you know, we kind of finally reconnected and they wanted to share with me that how much that hurt them that I pushed them away because we were so close and we had been so close and the fact that they, you know, I would think that I wouldn't, they wouldn't love me and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I just remember feeling really bad and just apologizing to them. And now looking back on it, I'm kind of like, and we're in a different place right now and it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. That was just, but looking back on it, I'm kind of like, why would you like, I was going through hell you know, like I was coming out, I assumed everyone was going to hate me. Like we were raised together. You knew what was going, you know what my was, my environment was like, you knew what I was going through. You knew what, like I was believing how people thought about me. Like, why was it my job to reach out to you? You know, like, why was it like, and I, I feel like that kind of happens a lot for queer people where it's like, you're, you know, when, especially coming out of toxic religious environments where you're, you ha you're having to deal with everything else. You're having to deal with, you know, am I going to hell? Am I actually right? Like going through all of the, all of the things. God, it's like a fucking roller coaster. It is. And then, and then you're not a fun one. Nope. Not <laughs> one. You're like, you're not buckled in. No one told you you were on <laughs> you're a roller coaster. You're holding on yeah. to just like. <laughs> and it's straight up and down and there's loops and there's turns and you're just holding on for dear life. <laughs> and, but then people are kind of like, well, you know, why didn't you reach out to me? Why didn't you let me know? <sighs> I could have helped you. I loved you the whole time. Well, the fucking, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was waking up in the middle of the night in like cold sweats, worried I was going to hell. I had a few other things on my mind. <laughs> right. You know, I was a little preoccupied with my own. I'm so sorry soul. I upset you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This was really difficult for you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. And, it's kind of, I don't know, G having relationships that like, that you've grown up with, that you were in church or that were established in church, you know, when you're, when you're in that kind of environment, that toxic cultish environment, environment, like your entire relationship is based on that. Like, it's not like, oh, I love you as a person. And also we grew up in church together. It's our whole relationship is just. We, all we had in common was church, you know, and it was fine yeah. because, excuse me, we had, we had all of the same things to talk about. We knew all of the same people. We were experiencing all of the same things. So we had that huge familiarity, you know, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, I come out and I'm a completely different person is what it feels like, you know, and you are a different person. Like you're the same person authentically, but like, you're behaving yeah. differently. You know, you're, 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 you're seeing things differently. You're experiencing mm -hmm. things differently. And it's like, now we have nothing in common. You know, you're still going to church. You're still believing in Jesus. You're still all of that. And I'm not, you know, and you say that you're totally fine with me, but yet you're still participating in a religion that isn't. Right. So, and I was, and for most of them, you know, after you come out and the ones that are like, that's fine, I still love you. And like, we could just be friends and stuff. But uh, there's, they still have, every time they look at you, they just see gay. Mm -hmm. They just see queer. They just see homo. Yeah. You know, like they don't, and then it's constantly in their mind, like they just act differently. You know, they think differently about you. You're every time you talk about something, it's just always gay, gay, gay. Like, okay, 
And then they're also scared for your eternity, too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, honey, you ain't got to be scared for me. I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for you. Right now. Fact, actually, <laughs> do you know where you're going? I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? <laughs> But I'm going to the bar after this. So I, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try to drink my troubles away after talking to you. Sweetie. We're going to heaven after that. And by heaven, that's the name of that gay bar down the street. Have <laughs> <laughs> a drag show. Heaven and hell would be a great name for um, a gay bar. Heaven and hell. I don't know why. Angels and demons. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. it. Okay, that's gonna be the name of my next drag show that I put on. <laughs> And That'd be fucking twenty thirty because I'm old and tired. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't. Um, I've noticed a lot of, like, I would say, shit. Maybe all relationships with that I had with people in the church. I don't think I have one of them right now. I'm trying to think. Mm. I'm trying to think if I have one that actually lasted or has come out. I can't think of one maybe i'm forgetting but i'm sorry if i'm forgetting about somebody <laughs> they don't listen <laughs> they're not listening to you i don't who do you think you're kidding these people aren't these people aren't going through their podcast going "Ooh, chris and cults let me listen to that one <laughs> you're right um, <laughs> but like all all of them were changed and then just eventually just nothing yeah so even the people, I mean, same, like even the people that I still really love, we just don't have anything in common. Yeah. We don't have anything to talk about. You know, they're like going to church and having kids. And I'm like, those are two things I hate. <laughs> church and kids. I don't <laughs> really want to talk about it. You know, and I, I, it's just, it's, we don't, we just don't have anything in common, you know? Mm -hmm. And I always, I always deal with the, I feel like that anybody that I talk to that's from my old life and from church and from, you know, and that kind of, I always has an agenda. There's always an agenda. There There's is. always, it's always an opportunity to save your soul. So I got to sneak Jesus in somewhere and I got to, you know, talk about church or mention how amazing the service was or how great yeah. the sermon, you know, like I, mm, nope, don't care. Yeah. And I just, the hypocrisy too, you know, like it's totally acceptable for them to talk about their church service and their pastor and their sermon and their blah, 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 blah. But I mentioned one time, one drag show, one hookup behind the 7 Eleven, and they are just not. <laughs> <laughs> one time where I tried, no, I'm just not going to Father, say. son, house, the <laughs> yeah. But it's true, though. Like, they, it's okay for them to talk about church, but anytime you start talking about your life, it's just kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. awkward. So it's, 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 it's hard to maintain re those relationships. It's a lot of work on yeah. our part as the queer person. Um, to try to maintain that. And uh, most of the time, you know, it just doesn't feel worth it. You I know? was going to say, most of the time it's not. And most of the time. It's, um, it's just, wow. There's a select few people that I think about every now and then, but like, I don't. Yeah. I feel like it's fine to be like, like, you know, that person. Not, I feel like sometimes stories between two people end, and that's okay. That's, like, yeah. like, and that's, that, that was a chapter in my life where I had this person was an amazing person person in my life we had a great relationship we helped each other a lot but that's different now things yeah. change people grow people don't grow <laughs> um <laughs> and you know you just gotta move on sometimes um and yeah. i think that's normal i think that's fine i think that concept in general is something that's very smart for everyone to remember just across the board is that 
most relationships, contrary to popular belief, are not forever. Mm-mm. And nor should they be. No. Like a lot of relationships are, um, even if they're, even if they're really long relationships, they don't have to be forever or they can change and adapt or, you know, you can spend every day with each other for 10 years and then all of a sudden you just don't, you know? Right. And that's, and that's totally fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people moving on into other things, you moving on into other things. That's just life. That's just life. It's just life. This whole, everything being, and you know, relationships are a great example of how, Everything in religion is built on obligation, you know, and ha- like, well, I have to be friends with this person because they grew up with them or right. they're the pastors, whatever, or they're the worship. Oh, there's a whatever. lot of obligation. <laughs> Everything is obligation in Christianity. I re- an agenda, like you said. Like, agenda and obligation. Shit, I remember, I remember uh, the the um, cult that I went to here in uh, Humboldt. Mm-hmm. Um, that which should not be named. <laughs> those, those who will not be named. <laughs> um, we'll name it just DMS. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but they, I remember one of them literally preaching about one of the leaders preaching quite um, many, many times preached about how the Christianity is not an agenda, how we don't need to be th- doing an agenda and all this like... We don't need to have an agenda. Just love unconditionally. Then why are we here? And then why are we it here? It was so <laughs> hypocritical because then we do something that was nothing but agenda. Like just every, like, it's like, uh, yeah, yes, we all agree. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then we do something literally right yeah. after. That's just Christianity all. Christianity doesn't have an agenda. We don't need to have an agenda. And it's on your cool. way, make sure you pick up your pamphlet for your, your you know, witness on the plaza. <laughs> yeah. For your door-to-door like, missionary trips. Yeah. Now go out there and. Cross Thanks boundaries yeah. with people and preach the gospel. Now go out there and find someone that you can guilt into coming to church with no agenda. <laughs> with no agenda, with Absolutely no agenda. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, everything about everything about religion is contradiction, though, I feel like. Every, I mean, Pentecostalism is about contradiction. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, the more I talk about relationships... Um, in relation to religion, the less I want to have them. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't want to have a relationship with anyone. Um, yeah. Um, from that, oh, it's... Well, shit, I had my, my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I... It's so funny, because I, I don't know I talked about this in the past, but we were both in the closet. I was starting to come out mm-hmm. more slowly, mm-hmm. I think. Or experiment more, do things differently. Anyway, yeah. I finally had my first boyfriend while I was living with this motherfucker. This is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, kick me out because because I'm bringing demons into the house and I'm affecting his spiritual um, warfare against homosexuality. Which was code for, you were fucking someone else and I wanted to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I started to gather. I was very, very, very hurt. You know, of course. course. Felt like I was stabbed in the back. I remember just crying to him, and he literally had no—he like had no remorse. He just did not give a shit, and just straight up was like, "Fuck you." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Just because I'm seeing a guy, you're going to kick me out on the streets, and like I have to figure out what I'm gonna do?" Like, oh, it it mm. it was awful. Mm -hmm. Um. Like that betrayal, yeah, 
or something like that. It comes down to that, though. I feel like in Christ- with Christianity, it comes down to that crossroads where it's like acceptance. Like you either have to. Ex- I remember people talking about turning, you know, working so hard and praying so hard for someone to to come to Jesus, and then when they finally don't, after a long time, you know, you just have to like turn your back on them and just let like there's nothing else we can do for them, and it's kind of like tough love kind of thing. Yeah, That's they bullshit. use I, they use that scripture from. Um God, I can't remember it now, but it's about kicking the dust off your feet as you yeah. leave. Would like, not to be confused with setting boundaries, by the way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, but this is clear, used but. constantly as, well, they're just not going to be saved. They're just not accepting the word I'm trying to give them <laughs> Yeah, with no agenda. <laughs> yep, with no agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Unconditional. This completely unobjective opinion I'm throwing their way that they will not listen to. So, so I now I must turn project. my back yes. and just Brush, brush the dust off my shoulders. And yep. It was never, because it was never about setting boundaries. It was never like they're being abusive. They're hurting me. They're stealing from me. They're, you know, whatever it is. It was always mm-hmm. just like, oh, I've asked you 10 times to come to church and you keep saying no. So you're, I'm, I'm done with you. You're out of my life. Or it was always like an unforgivable sin. You know, like being gay was a very good example. And I saw, you know, like, oh, I had faith. I had hope until you decided to you know, come out as homosexual. Now you're fully accepting that life and I just can't, I can't support that. So I'm going to have to like be the better Christian and push you away. Yeah. You know, like excommunicate you from my life. Like what a self-righteous bigot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, I mean, I mean, we hear that constantly still all the time about the, yeah, about that happening. It's, I can't remember how much, um, of, I feel like I got really angry and I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. Because even in like the leadership, certain leadership would. Uh, oh, I did tell one person in the leader, even though I wasn't going to that school no more. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. He was doing his second year. And so I said, I'm going to contact the second year uh, leader and tell her what he did because I kicking knew you out by kicking me out mm-hmm. because of that. And I knew that she would be actually, she was, she was one of those people who like, she, oh, she had an amazing heart, wonderful woman, loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, unfortunate. Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Like certain things. like. But anyway, but I knew she would be upset by that. And she was. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I believe, uh, he got some stern talkings to her or something, which was fine, but I, it's not enough. I want him to burn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do suffer like I have. <laughs> With no agenda. <laughs> I, want to, yeah, I want him to unconditionally share my experience and pain. No. I hope he is happy. <laughs> do, um, uh, do you? Because it doesn't sound like you do. I hope he's getting everything he deserves. <laughs> I hope you have the day you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. It's, it's, oh God, it's really, it's, it's really hard. We've, I think, I don't know if I've explicitly, ta- I'm sure we have, but. Talked about. Sorry, I'm not drinking enough water, so I'm dehydrated and yawning. Um, talked about the people that like come out as gay and then eventually go back to church and they still do the whole like I'm gay but I'm choosing a life of celibacy or I'm gay but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act on it you know like 
I feel like it comes back to that kind of that having that comfort, having that familiarity. You have these are the only people you know. This is the only environment you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's terrifying mm-hmm. to go out on your own to come out to. Do yeah, things. it's terrifying. As, I mean, still, it's still terrifying. You know, like oh, ooh. I this is why I really, really cannot stand these people that that um, advocate not advocate is not the right word, but demand that we don't need pride anymore because it's not like like we don't need pride anymore because it's you know why do we need to celebrate it's we're all the we're it's all fine and I'm like bullshit it's it is like it's still terrifying it's still awful it's still something that. Um, uh, which, by the way, I have a friend that's at Pride right now. So, hi, Taylor. Um, that enjoy Pride. Uh, Yay! There, uh, it's still awful. It's still terrible for a lot of people. It's still like a, an incredibly miserable experience. People are still getting thrown out of their houses. People are still getting, you know, abused. I mean, we got, I mean, we got pastors everywhere telling their congregation that we need to line up gay people and shoot them in the back yeah. of the head. Like, yeah. happens every fucking Sunday. It's still happening it's still there it's still like people are still losing losing relationships so yeah i get it i get that it's less terrifying to sometimes stay with the environment that you know even in the south it's like um uh being able to express yourself is extremely scary Mm-hmm. In the deep south, extremely it's scary anywhere yeah. in America. But oh my god, in the south, like in Alabama, it's like I would just wear earrings, mm-hmm. and I'd get dirty looks, and I I'd, yep. I'd feel uncomfortable. Yep. You know, like something as simple as that. Having god like forbid a, a I paint my fucking haircut. nails. Yeah, yeah totally. Abs- or wear too many bracelets or whatever. I mean, shit, I would wear a mask and get and people would give me dirty looks. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Yep. Alabama, but. I mean, these, it was just, it's awful and terrifying. And there, I, I know actually people on TikTok who, um, queer people on TikTok who, they'll use their platform as a place of like freedom. Like mm-hmm. they're in their home and they dress and they put, you know, this beautiful wig on and they do their makeup and they just have fun with the audience and do, you know, things like that. But then they'll go out of their house and all Jeans of a sudden yep. they just look as straight as possible mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know for safety concerns of like of course and that's ha- very valid we would mm-hmm. like to i would like we would both like to um explicitly state that that is very valid mm-hmm. and understandable yeah safety is always the top priority right it's just unfortunate that it's that unfortunate that they have to, to do that yeah like it's so frustrating i when i was doing club triangle um uh um which tucker who does Mother Tucker and Anya. Um, Anya was the original founder of Club Triangle, and I um, started it with them doing the drag show and doing the drag, the performance aspect, mm-hmm. which now Tucker does. So we're all, it's kind of just funny, all three of us involved in Club Triangle. Anyways, when I was doing it, um, doing the performance part, people would come to me often and say that this was the their only night of freedom, the only night that they could be outwardly queer because they, the rest of their life, they either weren't out or weren't in a professional setting or it wasn't safe for them. So this was their only night all month because we mm-hmm. did it once a month. The only time all month they got to be safe, comfortable and, and authentic and queer. Just and that me. was here in Humboldt County. And that was just a few years ago. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, 
And I mean, and also, if you haven't heard already, the cult that I was raised in was in Arcata. Mm. Like, it's here in Humboldt County. Like, mm-hmm. it's not happening in a different state. It is happening in a different state. It is happening in Alabama and Indiana and, you know, other places. But it's also happening right here in your neighborhood. Yeah. Right? Right. Your, your, your next door neighbor could be a closeted Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do about it? Do about it? I mean... It's just unfortunate because yeah. I feel like, <coughs> I mean, I, we both used to be kind of that closeted Christian or, or whatever with all our self-righteousness and, <laughs> yeah. and well. unconditional love. <laughs> um, God, I was so closeted. Yeah. Yeah, That's you were. <laughs> you didn't know me. Don't act like I you know me. I don't have to know <laughs> I could put two and two together. I bet you'd like to put two and two together. I bet. <laughs> I bet if we ever met each other, like if we were both like in the closet and Christian back then, of course you were. Of course, I was like five when you were. Listen here, now get the fuck out. Get the. I'm, listen, we do not age discriminate here on this podcast on this day. I didn't even know I was Christian yet. By the time you. Yeah. Um, anyway, but <laughs> I didn't know what Christianity was by the time you were graduating high school. <laughs> you're a fucker. But if we would have met, we would have been like those two people who like. I feel like we would have been those two closeted Christian people who like loved hanging out with each other. Because really hoped that the other one would like make the first move, but then never did for ten years. We would just have sexual like tension because that's how it was with every single other person I thought was mildly attractive. So, no, I wasn't Which going with the sexual but... part. <laughs> I was more thinking about, like... <laughs> no, you, yes, you were. I know you were. Don't, I was going a different route with that, okay? No, you weren't. Don't so I was. I'm just kidding. No, we actually probably would have been just as good friends back then, but just wished we could have been, like, more authentically. I would have waited for you, you know? to come out first. I'd be like, come on the fuck on, come out so I can come out. <laughs> like, let's do and this. And we do the same thing. I'd be like... I want to see you get bombed on before I get bombed. <laughs> I want you to take most of the heat. <laughs> I bet you wanted to see me get bombed on. <laughs> Please, this is a Christian radio show. <clears throat> oh God! But oh my God! Yeah, no, I I totally I totally agree. But uh, but that happens a lot in um, church. Like I, people closet, like queer closeted people, like, like always gravitate towards each yeah. other. Yeah, absolutely. I know one of my really good friends in church. Um, they also came out. Um, they came out before I did, but like we were really, really, really close, and it was. It's just yeah. That's just yeah. I mean, you you can you sense that in each other. You can see it. You can you can mm-hmm. feel it. You mm-hmm. know. You can just. You're like, I know they're just like me, but we're never going to talk about it because then we'll go to hell. Gaydar's a real thing. It really is. It's <laughs> called trauma. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not your gator. They're fucking crying in the corner and you know, <laughs> hyperventilating. It's all, all at church. Yes, we know that they're queer. We know why. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a good gator. It's just obvious. It's it's called a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I remember like telling people in leadership and stuff about my being attracted towards a certain guy or something and to be like, well, let's go ahead and get that them demons out of you. Let's do a little prayer sesh. Like, I, t- t- it baffles me that you talked about it. We didn't talk about it ever. 
I never mentioned it until I was like, oh, I wanted to get them demons out. I mean, I never happened by the way. <laughs> they're still there. <laughs> I've named all of them. <laughs> they're thriving. Um, unlike me, they are thriving. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never <laughs> talked about it. Not till I was like in my late, like, like, like right before I left, I mentioned it to my pastor. Who, and he then used it against me. So well, I started talking about it with the with the church that I started getting involved with late the later on. The one we will not speak of. Yeah, yeah. They actually have um, what's it called? They're very popular around the country, actually mm-hmm. around the globe. Um, and they have um, churches. I don't know what you. I forgot what they're called, but they're churches that like. So the one in Alabama that I went to that I found, are they specifically for like recovering gays? <laughs> no, that's better. But than yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's, better than, that's better than any dating app. Just go there. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> um, you'll find tons of traumatized queers. But exactly what I'm looking for. Exactly. That's all we. <laughs> are you traumatized and queer? <laughs> Well, come a on ni- down. A nice haircut, good eyebrows, and lots of trauma. All <laughs> I want in a person. You'll, fi- you'll find quite a few um, in this, <laughs> this cult. Um, we were there. We are there. Um, so, anyway, but that they have, um, you know, they have, like, seeds, I guess. I don't know what the fuck they're called. But um, this church in Alabama that I went to later that I found um, before I went came here was a part of them. And... They were the same people that had the gay couple that would come and be like, we don't agree with your lifestyle, but we love you. Um, we also love your money um, every Sunday. But, um, but yeah, they would encourage, actually, in, in a way, to be very open with them. Um, and, and not just in anything. Just be ab- absolutely open. Kind of like confessions and the Catholic Church like and then so that they can help you with that healing process Um, so there's many times where I would tell certain people in leadership of I I got this homosexuality I'm struggling with and I got I can't I've tried everything and I need more prayer and more prayer and more prayer I need more things I need and it just never um disappeared because it doesn't work like that it no it doesn't work. <laughs> i don't i don't know if this was your experience but for me it, it felt like personal information like that was about at least for like the pastor the bad pastor and you know people you know a lot of people it was almost about like control and and ego like oh well i'm you're coming to me with this so that makes me better than you and then also mm, I have oh. all this dirt on you. you oh, know, yeah. Quote, unquote. So it was like, please be open and honest with me. Please be open and honest with me because the more I know about you, the more I can control you and manipulate you. Yep. You know, that's really what it, I think so much of it boils down to. I have it. And it's, there's many, many churches that um, <laughs> don't don't tell your leadership <laughs> that no, you're don't. queer. Don't fucking do that. Don't tell anybody you don't feel safe with. Hell, like, like, absolutely safe with. It's dangerous yeah. to um, go to leadership in church or anybody in charge in your church, you know, yeah. and tell them that. Um, they think, will 
They will 100% use it against you. Mm -hmm. I, my pastor did. Like, I think I may have shared this in my coming out story, but like when I finally like told my pastor that I was struggling, quote unquote, with homosexuality, um, at that same time, his grandson was being, was like, had been arrested for <coughs> sexually assaulting another, uh, uh, a minor in the church. And to pull focus away from that happening, he told other people about, like, outed me to other people, like good friends of mine, to try to pull focus away from that. I love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, uh, my information was 100% about manipulation and control. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So, like, <clears throat> yeah, if you're, st if you're still in that environment and you're trying to get out, it's kind of like, uh, honestly... If you're in like a church environment like that and you want to come out and you're trying to come out and you realize like it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing as like getting out of an abusive relationship. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have money. Make sure you have somewhere to go. Make sure you have all of these things, you know, set up because nine times out of ten, they are going to reject you. They are going yeah. to make you leave. They are going to throw Use you out. Use it against you, you know? or something. Yeah, like absolutely. It's, especially if you're still, if you're underage and still living with your parents. Mm -hmm. um, do not. Actually, I would recommend to not at all come out at church, like, uh, to no. anybody. No. Don't go to your youth pastor and tell them. I know you might want to, like, get that off your chest. Church is not the place to do it. <laughs> you don't owe anybody information. That's the thing about control and manipulation is they make you believe that you owe them something, mm -hmm. and you don't. No. You absolutely do not owe and them anyone. it's so anyone dangerous, mm -hmm. especially as a minor, because, like, I mean, there's there's a very very strong possibility, extremely strong, that they will tell your parents. Oh, that's what exactly what my pastor did. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and then that's obviously not always safe either. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Someone outed me to the pastor, and then the pastor outed me to my parents, who then showed up at my doorstep to talk to me about it. I didn't even like I didn't even know that it had happened. And Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's yeah. I mean, just don't don't fucking trust anyone. <laughs> don't trust that's the conclusion that's, of our podcast. At the, at the end what? of the day, at the end of the day, just don't trust anyone. <laughs> they might be so sweet at church. You might want to tell Beverly, but honey, Beverly's gonna fuck your life up. <laughs> <laughs> All in the love of Christ. <laughs> Beverly's gonna fuck your life up. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For the Lord. Are you a Hollaback girl? Um. <laughs> well. We know. We know the answer. I don't need to say anything. <laughs> we don't need. To, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at the end of the show, we like to do a thing where we draw a card. We, it, we call it deep dive, which I think is funny and suggestive. But we deep dive into a topic that we've talked about. A person we know. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. God. You get on my nerves. I guess apparently when I'm hungry, I make sex jokes. Well, actually, I do that all the time. Never mind. I was going to say. <laughs> so I, while shuffling the deck, a card fell out, and then I drew the card, and they're very contradictory, so this is going to be fun. So the first one, that the one that fell out of the deck, is temperance. Mm -hmm. And the kind of like divinatory meaning as this book suggests. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm using the fantastical creatures of tarot. The, 
Fantastical Creatures Tarot deck. Um, an unforeseen event forces... Nope, that's not it. That's death. Uh, <laughs> temperance. <laughs> a time of moderation and harmony, a period of inner growth, and using your energies wisely. It's interesting. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The next card that I drew, this is the one I drew. That The other one was the one that fell out of the deck. This is the one I drew. It's the Nine of Swords. And um, what is the artwork on that one? The artwork. Harpies. Ooh, they're harpies. Whew. Um, this divinatory meaning is if you have broken secular or karmic laws, expect to pay the price. Look closely at your plans. Something is not to your benefit. And initially, I kind of thought these cards were in opposition to each other, and I don't actually think that they are, because often the biggest times of growth for me have been after really big you know, mistakes I've made or or times that I've like done something that like I didn't you know maybe I knew it was a bad idea mm -hmm. and I know these are kind of th you know this one's kind of talking about like karmic laws like you know like you've done something you know it was bad and now you're paying the price but but um, sometimes paying the price is just realizing that you did something stupid or yeah. realizing or believe you something that you realize is or stupid or <laughs> talking about personal experience yes um, <laughs> quite <or> a few <laughs> possibly like we were talking about realizing that you've been that you've you've you know broken karmic laws per se you know like realizing that the things you did that you didn't know that you weren't aware of were mm -hmm. were hurting other people were damaging anything like that you're now realizing that they are and that's the shitty thing especially about like cults and religion and things that like don't that deceive you is that <coughs> you know the way kind of like karma I feel like and that the, the universe often works is that we still have to pay for our actions whether they're intentional or not so these you know cults these religious people are taking you down these paths that you believe are good and helpful and and you know making a difference in the world and you're really just fucking up stuff and and fucking and shit up yeah exactly yeah. and then you still have to pay the price you're still the one that has to pay the price at the end of the day you still have to deal with these decisions that you made unknowingly you still have to deal with the the consequences of these actions that you thought were were good and they were actually bad you know mm -hmm. and that's the shitty thing that i really just don't like about it and that's the thing that they don't tell you is that like you still have like consequences are consequences whether you intended to hurt someone or something or not you know you still have to deal with the consequences yeah <sighs> fucking sucks don't get caught up in cults people if you can avoid it uh, yes please it's not, <laughs> it. it's not worth it trust it's us. unfortunate is yeah. what it is and i love it when i hear people uh like people Especially queer people when they say, "Oh, I I just wasn't raised in that religious in a religious environment." I'm like, "Fuck yes!" I know. Yeah. I'm so happy for you because that shit sucks. <laughs> so yeah, last week, um, um, Emerson, the other co-host, our other co-host, um, Emerson, was on here with their partner Lacey, mm -hmm. um, and it was a beautiful episode. I actually just uploaded it today, um, so you can check that out on Spotify, Podbean, Google, or Apple Podcasts. Um, and it's her turn, Queers and Cults. Uh, and that's how she is. She wasn't raised religious at all. Um, 
it that like she didn't experience that she didn't have that experience a lot of the things that we deal with and have a hard time talking about were celebrated for her and and uh it's just i'm just like baffled every time i hear about it I, it's like literally something i can't comprehend i cannot fathom what it must be like to be raised in an environment where yeah. guilt and shame and fear were not just prevalent <laughs> yeah in everything you did mm-hmm. and everything you said and not to be experiencing abuse constantly and i mean yeah yeah i mean it, well i feel like in america or in the united states excuse me um there is a lot of i mean i feel like every queer person is going to experience one way or another mm-hmm. some sort of oh hate from yeah. a loving christian person <laughs> at some point in <laughs> at their lives at some point yep. like it's going to mm-hmm. happen um but yeah i'm i'm very glad that there's there's some queer people that didn't have to experience that or even indirect fear you know like you mm-hmm. didn't experience it but you see it happening around you so it can mm-hmm. you know i've talked to my therapist about this a therapist of mine about this about um the like the power of perceived um threat and perceived risk so like the fact that like i have never been like physically assaulted out on the streets because i'm visibly queer but I've seen it happen. I know that it mm-hmm. happens here. It's happened around me. And so the threat and the risk of it is always there. And I still have to deal with the consequences of that perceived risk. And that's and that's valid. Yeah. That's a that's a valid fear to deal with. It's not just like, well, it's never happened to you, so why are you so afraid? Because it always could. It always mm-hmm. can happen to me and I don't want it to. Right. You know? So the the the, the power of perceived risk and threat is a real thing yeah that'd make a good that'd make a good book title the power of perceived threat risk the power, power of perceived, perceived risk risk yeah. <laughs> threat and threat and threat, <laughs> and threat. <laughs> death oh, excuse me <coughs> yeah exactly but <laughs> but yeah i mean there's plenty of people like like in alabama like i swear to god <laughs> Dolly Parton. I swear to Dolly Parton. <laughs> I swear to Dolly Parton. I swear to Dolly that, like, there were so many queer people that we lived in. I lived in rural Alabama, um, like in Birmingham. It was a well, not much better, but, but a little bit better. A little bit less worse. Not better, but less worse. Less worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. <laughs> but uh, there were so many queer people who um, that I knew that did. Um, it just didn't express themselves because of the dangers yep. of expressing yourself Absolutely. you know is very much i'm just gonna be as straight looking as i possibly can to protect myself from mm-hmm. all the um, predators out there who are ready to hurt you just based on their bigotry yep yeah um but some of us do not have that luxury of looking straight <laughs> ever <laughs> ever <laughs> <laughs> even when i was going to quote straight people didn't believe me <laughs> You could always trick some people, though, in the South. You could just be like, like, you know, little, you got some hips going on or whatever. You're like, you're obviously gay. You're a mm-hmm. gay. But you can be like. <laughs> you know, the universal signature. Just be like, my <laughs> wife at home, and she loves, you know, my kids. Just throw in some <laughs> fake shit, and just, you'll be fine. Sports, They'll be like, oh. Fishing. Talk about church. Mm. I just like how the universal sign of being gay is your swinging hips. <laughs> 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 is that your universal sign, Tony? Is that your signature I, look? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch myself walk. 
sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you from an outside perspective, it is. Oh, good. Oh, God. I don't know if I've ever seen you swing your hips. Uh, anyways, on that note, on swinging hips... This has been a fun podcast. <laughs> it's been it's been wonderful. It's been it's been lovely. We we uh, we talked about relationships. We didn't talk about relationships. We <laughs> talked about everything but relationships. <laughs> We've talked about so many things We've here today. We talked about so many things just right on par for the course. This, mm-hmm. is, this is us. This is how we do. Don't go anywhere. Stay around for the next show, Donuts. It's a musical history show. It's amazing and fun. And also, we have social media. You can find us on. Instagram. <laughs> I just, I just, my, I just blacked out. out for a second. Uh, uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's our turn pod. You can uh, email us at it's our turn pod at gmail.com if you have uh, questions, suggestions, concerns. You need a good high hairstylist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need some movie recommendations. Um, yeah. And uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, Podbean. Um, I used to upload every week. I do not now. I can barely keep up with my own life. So. Yeah. You can find me on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> the occasional grinder experience. It's single and traumatized. Single traumatized <laughs> dot <name>. com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on there too. <laughs> find me behind the 7 Eleven after 10 p.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays. <laughs> Jesus. I've missed you, Tony. I've missed this. This has been amazing. I have missed this, too. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll see you all later. We love you. I'm going to play some music now because that's what (laughs) I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Goodbye.